This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Welcome back to Gen Z Money. It's been a while since our last episode, but we've got a heap of episodes lined up for you. We've got some different topics, some topics you've asked for. We've also got a couple of guest presenters that might pop up in the next couple of months. We can't do this podcast without our friends at Shopback. Now, I know most of you shop online, so why not shop and get cash back? If you're not familiar with Shopback, it's a platform that you shop through to get extra cash back on your online purchases. There's brands such as The Iconic, Uber Eats, catch.com.au and more. It's completely free. And if you haven't already started using it, check out the link in the show notes for an exclusive sign-up bonus. Thank you to Shopback for helping us put this podcast together. We've got a lot of podcasts going on. It does cost money and we are so thankful for our show and episode partners. Today, I'm joined by Sarah. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so much better that you are here and we're going to talk about investing concepts. So, let's get into it. Yeah, sounds good. So, Sarah. Yes. You've prepared for this episode. I have. And you sent me a couple of questions and... It's probably better to watch on YouTube this one because I'm going to draw some things on my iPad and we're going to have it up on the screen. Yeah. So, you wanted to know a bit about investing and you wanted to ask about the percentage of income that you should consider when investing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm in the process right now, like I have a stable job and I'm like trying to work out percentages of my income, like where to put where. Yeah. And- I definitely want to consider investing. I just don't really know where to start. Yeah. And I think like the rule of thumb, like when I used to have my financial planning business, I used to joke with like the oldest would come in and they'd be in like their 60s and I'd be like, oh, I know the exact amount of money you need to retire. And yeah. they're like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, as much as possible. Yeah. And it was just like the same dumb joke <laughs> and the same dumb laughs every time. Yeah. So, like investing, it is as much as possible. Yeah, that's what for you sure. need. Yeah, but I think what we need to go back is like talk about what other goals you've got in your life. Mm, yeah, because that needs to be that balanced. Yeah. Um, and why I've got my iPad is I'm going to draw some investment concepts just to illustrate to help you understand why we don't necessarily want to always invest our money at all times. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So. Yeah. I'm drawing like a XY axis and the bottom thing, we'll just put that can be time. Yep. And this thing on the side can be dollars. Now, we know with investing, so for example, if you had cash in the bank account, yep. over time, you know, you're getting one, one and a half percent return, right? Yes. So, yep. over time, it's not doing anything. Yeah, not really, yeah. Yeah, it's boring, right? <laughs> but if you went and put some money into a share investment, yeah, we know that you might get 9% one year. Oh, okay. You yep. might get 5% one year. So, if we go then, and even if this was, we'll just call it 10 years, for example. Okay, yeah. The share investment might look like this. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. So, the reason, and I'm drawing a squiggly line now, not a (laughs) a flat line. The reason why we just need to understand this is 
because any money that you invest, you really want it to be invested for at least five years. Okay. Yeah. Because because the share market is so volatile and it moves up and down, we don't want to put, if you had $1,000 that you invested, Mm -hmm. we don't want to invest that today and need to withdraw it in a year's time because it could actually have gone down lower than what cash would have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we want to make sure that any money that gets invested, we don't need to touch it for five years. Okay. Yeah. Because it's not worth the risk because if you do need that money, well, we'll just um, keep it in the bank account. Mm. So, So I'd want to be in a position where I'm like stable enough everywhere else that I just have like extra money that I want to just put somewhere. Yeah. And I guess that's where it comes down to your goals. So, example, if... And we'll make a, a number up. If you had, because um, are you are you working full time, part time? I'm employed casually, yeah. And I was working four to five days a week, yeah, casually. Yeah, so, so a decent amount of hours. Yeah, yeah. And you're studying as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, studying. Yeah. So I think what you need to work out is, is there an amount each week or each month that mm. we know that you actually don't need to live off? So yeah. Your expenses have paid. So, if you, do you have to pay any board at home? Um, not at the moment, no. Nice. It's, it's pretty lucky, yeah. Oh, such a champion. I'm blessed, yeah. yeah. So, you might have your phone bill, your car, yep. insurance, fuel, going out. So, we need to understand how much it costs you to exist. And then we might say, okay, so if there was $200 left every month. Yeah. You might have a goal, hey, within the next four years, I actually want to go to Europe. Mm, that okay. sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good, doesn't mm. it? So that would mean because that four years is within that five year uh, time frame. Yeah. There's actually no point investing that money, all of it, into the investment. Yeah. But if you kind of worked out your goals to say, well, I reckon I could save for Europe with X amount of my money over yep. the next three years. And the other amount, I actually don't really need it in my life. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then I can sense. allocate that to an investment portfolio. Yeah, that's smart. Okay. Because if it doesn't, if we put $1,000 in to an investment portfolio and tomorrow it was worth $850, mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't matter because you don't have to withdraw it. It can recover within recover. the yeah. five years or more. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot recently, I think people freaking out about how like coronavirus and all that is like affecting it. The stock market. Yeah. Like yeah. Stock market. So I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know if this is like if that impacts me, like trying to invest now or if it. Well, I'll, I'll draw this again. So if this was, again, we're drawing the same type of scale and I'm drawing like a, a worm roller coaster diagram mm-hmm. and then a big drop and then kind of a recovery. Okay, yeah. So here was the world before coronavirus. Coronavirus hit and the market fell here. Yeah. We had a bit of recovery, but the market's kind of been flat okay. since. Yeah. Now, the old thing, you've heard of the buy when it's cheap, sell when it's high. So Yeah. You wouldn't go, you wouldn't run out and buy a new pair of jeans if they said Hey guys, this hundred dollar pair of jeans today we're selling it for one hundred and ten dollars. Like, yeah, you're not yeah. running out yeah. to buy that. But if they say, "Hey guys, this hundred dollar pair of jeans 
we're selling for 50 bucks, you're going to get some jeans. Cheering. So yeah. it's like with our investing. So if you did start investing now, based on the last, you know, three, four years, it does look like a good time. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's, but then again, because we don't need to touch the money for five years at least, realistically, is there ever a bad time to invest? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I think it's just understanding more that when we do invest, it needs to be for at least five years. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So anything you should prepare before investing. So I guess mm. number one, we've, we've prepared our goals that, hey, I want to go to Europe in four years. It's going to cost me five grand. I've worked out. I've actually, to do that, it's one or the other. It's actually yeah. invest or go to Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or go to Europe and work your ass off and still invest. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. because realistically with our budget, there's only four things that you can do. You can increase income. You can decrease expenses. Yep. You can decrease savings. Yeah. Or you can cut something out completely. Okay. Yeah. So if you had your little budget set up and you're like, well, I want to go to, I want to still invest in the background, but I want to go to Europe. Yeah. Okay. We've got to do one thing. We've got to um, cut out investing. We've got to decrease other expenses in our life mm-hmm. or we've got to increase our income. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. Because everything's a balance and a trade-off. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. So I think as well, what you need to do before you start investing is make sure you have a little cash buffer emergency fund mm, yeah. because if we go back to that diagram, if you were invested here and the market fell because of coronavirus and there was an emergency like you crash your car and you needed $600 for the yeah. excess or $1,200, whatever that is, it's the worst time to sell down your investment now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we'd want to make sure that we've got you know, three months or couple of months worth of expenses just as a cash buffer. Mm-hmm. So if there was an emergency that happened, you could just withdraw that and pay the excess and then get back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Life. Yeah. I do try and do that anyway because I feel like, I don't know, like um, in the back of my mind, I'm just like stressed if I don't have it. Like it's just like a Safety reassuring net. thing. Yeah. To yeah. have money there. So. And yeah, I think I always try to. Yeah, that's a good habit to, yeah. to have as well because we know if anything, any crap hits the fan and you need to get money fast, you've got it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I think having that in your financial life as you grow and like in your wealth journey, yeah, like a word that <laughs> means anything, I just made it up. Um, <laughs> you've just got that habit of I don't use credit cards, I don't use afterpay, I only spend what I earn yeah, and I don't spend it all because I save as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. they're just good financial habits to get into. Yeah, for sure. Now, investing over saving for a house. Mm. So has it been a goal of yours to save for a house or has it just been in the back of your mind at some point? Well, right now, probably more in the back of my mind because yep. I don't have a reason to leave home just yet. Mm. Ultimately, I'm just... I have savings there that like eventually probably will turn into house savings or something. But yeah, yeah, I just, I think that question I am meaning like, yeah, in my position right now, 
I don't know which one should be like a priority, I think. Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to if we drew the little thingy here and if it was five plus years away, Mm. there probably is an argument that you're not buying a house within the next five years. Yeah. So why not put that money to work so you're not getting, you know, 1% return? Yeah. Okay. You've got a higher chance of getting maybe 9% return. Yeah. So yeah. It's better use of your money. And yeah. then if you got to the point, you know, in year six or seven mm-hmm. um, of the money and you're like, or even at year five, like, oh, actually I might buy a house in the next couple of years. Yeah. What you can do, you can stop adding money to your investment and just saving that money that you're putting every month into just a cash account. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so at least like you've both. Yeah. Of, you've yeah. hedged your bet a little bit. Mm, yeah. Um. So... I I generally say like if you were going to buy a house like in the next few years, as in three years, yeah. there's just no point investing. Yeah. Because okay. when you yeah. want to buy, there's the chance that it's, it might be worth less because yeah. markets fluctuate. Yeah. But then you could also look at the first home super saver scheme. Okay. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah. And I'll put a link in the show notes, but Effectively, the government allows you to put money into super. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Save it in there, and then withdraw it out to buy yeah. to put a deposit down on your home, mm-hmm. and you actually can save tax by doing oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of this catch twenty two because your tax rate wouldn't be huge working part time. Yeah. Yeah. So it might not be a a bigger thing to do because you can only put up to thirty thousand dollars in. Yeah. So okay. it might be better off to use when your income's higher down the track. Yeah. Like in three or four years' time, if it's still around. Yeah. But it's certainly worth looking into. Yeah. Because um, is super the like interest rate? Is that pretty high, or does it? Well, kind of no. The government deem it so. Okay. Again, because super is invested, like we've kind of drawn. Yeah. But if your super went down and you had your money in there for your home deposit and went to pull it out, they wouldn't penalize you for having less yeah okay so they yeah. yeah they deem it which means well we just assume that it kept going yeah okay that makes sense yeah, yeah. so i mean it's um ordinarily i i would tell people like you just want to get the first home done first mm-hmm. and then start investing yeah but because you are so far away it's probably not a bad thing to start investing now yeah. we did yeah. an episode on the my millennial money podcast and it's about the micro-investing, it's episode 316B and we reviewed Ray's, we reviewed Comsec Pocket, we reviewed Vanguard Personal Investor and we reviewed Spaceship Voyager, which are four type of investing platforms. Yeah. And I would encourage you because one of your questions was, you know, how to choose a platform. Yeah. And I think it's important that, you know, there's a variety of different options within there. It's like, okay, um, do I want to add every week? Do I want to add every month? Do I want to invest in ethical investment options? Yeah, okay. So some of them, it's more clunky to invest on an automated basis. Yeah. Some of them do not have ethical investment options. I know Raise, for example, has a rewards program where if you buy clothes and stuff online, you can get a discount through Raise. Uh, okay, yeah. So I think I, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, so, and that's what I mean. Like the, the you know, choosing the right investment platform for you is based on what you value in an investment. Yeah. 
So yeah. we know the spaceship one, for example, mm-hmm. is the cheapest, which is basically free. Yeah. But there's no ethical investment option. Okay. So yeah. if you're interested in investing in stuff where they care about things. Yeah. <laughs> well, price doesn't matter because you can't do it with Spaceship anyway. So yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take a listen to episode 316B of My Millennial Money because it's a good analysis. And we talk for an hour about yeah. all the four types. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Like, for example, on the episode, Kylie, who I did the interview with, she liked Comsec best. Okay. For yeah. her reasons. And I like the Vanguard one best. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we agreed on balance, we kind of, Raise was our second runner-up yeah, because it was the most flexible. Yeah. Raise is the only one I've heard of like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Raise, I like the feature with Raise that the other ones don't have and they've got the roundup feature. Yeah. Okay. So, for those listening, if you don't know what that is, if you spend $3.80 on a coffee, Raise will take twenty cents out of your account, round yeah. up that three dollar coffee to four dollars, and you can basically use it as a piggy bank. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I've got that because I'm with Up, so yes. I've got that, that round up thing, the yeah, round up so savings. Yeah, it, it would be the same with um, Raise. Yeah, so it would be rounding it up into your investment account. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, take a listen to the episode because some of the things that we talk about, you might hear. Oh no, that actually is. What I value. Yeah, I didn't cool. think of that. So, yeah. Yeah, we really go into detail. But, yeah, I'll give it a listen. But yeah, so I guess as a priority, if you want to start investing, one, make sure you stay a bit cash heavy and have a bit of an in, um, like a savings buffer. Yeah. Two, just be kind of clear on your goals. And some people go, I don't have any goals. Well, Make something up. Just let's just start. Yeah. Like, okay, what do I want to do in five years? Like, because you're not going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, for sure, yeah. And we know for you, like, you've, you're thinking about a home deposit. Yeah. And I think, like, as long as you're living at home, you should be able to save close to 50% of your income. At yeah. Least. I probably am, or yeah. even a bit more. Yeah. I think. That's what yeah. I mean, at least. Mm. Um, you've just got to keep away from credit cards, you've got to keep away from car loans. Like, do you yeah. have, do you own your car? Um, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. So, in the back of your mind, that's also a consideration. Like, will I need the, a new car in four four years? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that because it is about 10 years old. Yeah. So. so, that also comes into the goals. Like, do I have to put some money away every week for a car for a account? Car. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, well... My thought process right now is I'm finishing uni end of next year. So, yeah, I'm saving it for richer Sarah's problem right now. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. Like if you work on your habits now of spending less than what you earn, investing the rest, being good with your money, being very clear with your goals, Mm. in two years' time when you're on a really good income. Yeah you'll be able to get more bang for your buck because you've got good habits in place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is definitely helpful. Yeah. So, there's, it's absolutely no problem in investing, but the worst thing that I see people do is they start investing and because they don't have some good goals and a good plan, Mm. they have to withdraw the money within a year and it could have decreased in value so they've actually lost money. Yeah, I definitely... Before I start, I want to make sure I have that like plan in place. 
And even like for, as a wild example, if you just did roundups only, like kickstarted mm. the account with 500 bucks, $1,000, whatever that is, and yep. just did roundups only and yeah. just saved cash until you finished uni. Yeah, that's a good idea actually, yeah. Because you don't know in a year's time, Sarah's a year's older. Yeah. She might want to go on a holiday to the UK. Yeah. Or live there for three months. And you're going to need money to do that. Yes, I will. Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad idea just to invest kind of passively, quote unquote, with the roundup. Yeah. So at least there is some money going, like you're not noticing it. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if it's a very small amount that like, you know, 50 bucks a month or I don't know. Um, yeah. Because it's just, good. I like that I don't notice it so it's yeah. like an extra little savings thing mm. than what i'm already doing like because i yeah. think cash just gives you options yeah like yeah. just totally gives you options mm. so again it's until you finish uni it's not a bad thing if you go oh, i'm just investing in me and i'm keeping cash heavy so my options are open yeah because i always feel guilty about spending money so it's like a good mindset i think yeah to, yeah be in a spot where you're like i'm going to focus on yeah, investing in myself and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's okay. Like, you know, it's it's your money in your life and mm. it goes back to like the only you only invite people to give you their opinion about your money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like your broke friends, like, what do they know? Yeah. Got that's no true. Money, so shut <laughs> yeah. up. Do what I want, got money, you don't. Yeah. So I think that's important as well. Like make sure you're listening to the right people in your life with your money yeah that makes sense yeah but again like you're not doing anything wrong if you're keeping out of debt and living on less than what you earn mm. like if that's the worst thing that happens oh my gosh like yeah <laughs> you, people living above their wage and yeah stuff, yeah and you just don't want to get into that habit mm, yeah well sarah it's been real it has been thanks so much for coming on you're welcome you'll have to come back one day and we'll do a chat about super yeah sounds good because i'm tired now yeah I don't know. Bad enough. I'm going home. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.